Welcome to self checkup. Place your bananas in the bagging area. And no item in the bagging area. And no item in the bagging area. Take your receipt. Hey, David. Hey, Connor. How are you? I'm great. Yeah, where are we? What are we doing? Uh, we're, in, we're in your kitchen. <laughs> Whose kitchen? Your kitchen. We're not in my, my kitchen. <laughs> not my kitchen. Um, we're going to have like a different kind of episode today. Uh, <laughs> we're going to cook some food yeah. and talk about some things because, you know, there's some newness that just happened and yeah. reflect on the world and the podcast and what's happened and where we want to go. Full disclosure, we did have a podcast that we recorded right before the election, and a lot of it was, I wonder what's going to happen in the election. Yeah. So um, I know that, like, personally, um, it's not even a matter of, like, being embarrassed about what we said or anything. I think it's it's just that, like, I'm not looking for... I, <laughs> I was consuming so much content around that time that I'm not looking to listen to anybody projecting on what they think is going to happen or hear any more anxiety about pre-election stuff now that it's over so now we can also like just move forward and think about what we want to think about which is us and the world and (laughs) (laughs) good things so we thought we would check out and do some self-reflection on what we've been doing with the podcast itself and where we want to go forward so and also the podcast that we had recorded I was a mess. <laughs> it was a bit garbagey, so we just got rid of it. So, um, yeah, eventually you'll probably we'll probably uh, let it out. Maybe I'll turn into a, a, a clip show, more like a bloop uh, bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so today we're going to make some falafel. Uh, we're going to make tadig, and we're going to eat it, and we're going to enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah. So, um, I went to, um, the Hala market out in West Philly. I want to say it's at 43rd in Walnut. Um, it might be 45th. It's around there. It's on 40, 40th and something. It's not on Walnut. Not, not Chestnut? Not Chestnut. It's definitely okay. Walnut. Okay. Um, and I got some falafel mix, which I have already ready. It was pretty simple. You just literally take a cup of the mix and a cup of water and mix it together and let it sit for an hour. I went ahead and added some mint and parsley because I like it that way. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to do some tadig, but we're going to do something a little different with the tadig. So tadig, first of all, I know I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but it, it's a rice dish. Uh, it's a Persian way of cooking rice where you basically burn the bottom of the rice and it caramelizes and it gets, it's delicious. Normally, you use it with saffron. Um, I wasn't able to find saffron, so we're going to do it with turmeric. So, a very different approach. Um, the rice, you want to do uh, basmati rice, long grain, aged, is, pre- is preferable. Um, basically, if it's like a brown, almost op- like clear-looking rice, you know it's been aged. Um, the one I was able to find was unfortunately not aged, so... I'm not practicing what I preach, um, but I have it soaking in water. Uh, you want to at least have it let it soak for 40 minutes. This has been soaking over an hour. Um, and as is what you should always be doing with rice, but you rinse it repeatedly until the water runs clear. 
or clear-ish. Um, if you have never rinsed your rice before, start doing that because it's crazy how like, like opaque the water is and starchy, and it, it really does make a difference. So I'm going to go ahead and get the water for the Tadig started, um, and then Connor will start balling up the falafel, and we'll talk some talks. Nice. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Uh, how big do you want these uh, these falafel balls? You know, like uh, big enough. This like falafel size. Falafel size, yeah. yeah. You uh, start arranging them on a plate for you. Yeah, that sounds good. I full disclosure, I looked at the recipe. It was on the container, and I didn't bring the container or a picture of the recipe. But it was basically like roll them in a ball, fry them, you're good. Yeah, it's like a Paul Hollywood instruction right there. Yeah. But I appreciate that because it's like. It's like, roll the balls into one and a half inch. And then you get, like, a measuring t- tape out of your, like, roller. You know how... Although, I don't know. To be fair, sometimes with cookies, things like that, they can they totally... Do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> I am not very good at making cookies, full disclosure. Yeah, you like, you're just like, no, that I don't want a small-ass cookie. And then it, like, takes... A, and then, you know, they just sort of run all over the pan. So yeah, my stove is itty bitty a little bit. I mean, it's not. It's I wouldn't say itty bitty. I'd say it's two thirds sized, or so, maybe half. So careful because those uh, those little burners can get a uh, like what will like wobbly if you got that big pan on there. So it's just like when you're taking it off, you know. Be careful. This is the virtual tour of my kitchen on the radio. So the water for the tadig, um, I salted it heavily uh, and. You almost want to treat your rice as if it's like a pasta, essentially. So once the water starts boiling, I'm going to put the rice in there and literally cook it for about four minutes. So you're basically parboiling it. Love it. Uh, then we'll drain the rice. Uh, we'll melt some butter in the pot with um, some olive oil and a little bit of the turmeric water. And then we're going to put the rice on top. Um, do really, really low, um, like sort of medium heat. And... Once the pot gets hot enough, which I'll we'll show you how to do that, um, or I'll tell you exactly, you, we will turn the, the the water lower and or the the rice lower and like let it just do its thing. So, Carter, how many episodes have we done so far? Oh, I don't know, eight, nine. Which one was your favorite <laughs> one? Um, I would say coffee and tea. Together, combo. like that's. I say that you and I like tea, uh, but the audience loves um, the coffee episode the most. I think it's because we talk personally about our stuff. I really, I yeah, I think. Do you want to take some pictures of me doing this yeah, for I the do. gram? Um, we can post them like now. <laughs> I think that because it's live. It's live. I think people actually drink coffee more than they drink tea, yeah, and they, it resonated with that more. They do. Uh, I, I just really love the tea one. Just that it the, was like the information the- about it. I actually listened to another episode about um, the... I listened to another um, podcast talking about the um, Honorable East India Company. Ooh. Yeah. And what... Oh, it's the podcast that I talk about the most, probably, the Behind the Bastards. I have to check that one out. I really... Oh, it's such a bummer. Well, well but now now that I don't have to constantly be watching the news <laughs> as much... Right, yeah, like, you got freedom. I can, like, listen to some music. Yeah, that's a thing that I haven't listened to in a really long time, actually. It's... For four years, I think 
just if if there was a week then when I was like I need to like just check out a new album and listen to an audiobook I would literally miss so much terrible things that happened in the world I um which is fine because like the thing is is it's like I don't think it's good to be ignorant to what's going on in the world yeah but it's also you have to question how much of it is um how much of it is leading to you affecting change you know like how like are like even if it's not direct action too like are you internalizing this information and learning something from it and moving forward with that information or is it just sending you into a uh like um deep depression deep depression which like i gotta say i've been on both sides of that yeah um but behind the bastards is a really fun podcast they're really good at um he he like the the guy who kind of hosts it he's really good at researching stuff he's a journalist mm-hmm. you know he's an actual journalist and he he he's really good at researching these like quirky facts just about like miserable people and institutions and um so he kind of keeps it fun like it's it's gallows humor but it's like it's still pretty fun to listen to i was actually just listening to it this morning it was about reagan and the egg and the aids crisis and how quiet they were about oh, it and holy yeah. hell i knew it was bad it's bad so much worse than i thought yeah it was like really bad. it was straight up like five years of um of people asking like when are you going to comment on this and literally the press secretary like making gay jokes in the press room just being like what do you care like it's, what do you care like fairy like being like it, it was like literally calling the journalist a fairy like a fairy yeah on the floor and that they were they've there's been a lot of connections to like how Trump handled COVID. And, oh, yeah, and totally. Because it's just like basically, it doesn't exist. It's not happening. And it's like, no, this right. people are dying. Yeah. Well, yeah. The the weird part about this too is there's so many parallels. But I'm um, but I this this was like the, this episode was from two years ago. So okay. I was like oh, wow. listening to it and frustrated because I'm like, there's so many rich things that you could be associating right now. But um, yeah. So that's a fun one to listen to. So yeah. Each East India Company. I should check. I, I tend to do more comedy podcasts. Like I, uh, <laughs> I listen to the Endless Honeymoon religiously. Wait, who's that again? It's Natasha Leggero oh, yeah, and yeah, Moshe Kasher. Yeah. Kasher. And Natasha Leggero is. I think she's she's freaking hilarious. Yeah, she's good. Um, they basically give like relationship advice. Um, and people call in and just like ask crazy questions. That's fun. They have a thing called a secret dump where people call. It's a call line. People just like leave these like messed up secrets. Um, guys, if you want to leave us some of your messed up food <laughs> secrets, uh, yeah, shoot us an email. <laughs> yeah, tell us tell us some things that you. I mean, this this has been the fun thing. I, I feel like we don't get a lot of like podcast official response and feedback, but we. I mean, we get it because it's you know it's our friends. So yeah. <laughs> mostly, it's uh, you thirty friends out there, and um, talk louder. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you know. The odd person on a dating website who's just like, you have a podcast? Let me listen. <laughs> Bump our number. One at a time. We're doing it one at a time. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I'm in such a good mood these today. Yeah, it's nice. I'm, like, totally burnt out, but still in a good mood. Um, ben Kissel from last podcast on the left, he used to, uh, apparent, I mean, like, according to the stories that they tell all the time, like, he, he would, like, grab... Um, the phone out of an Uber driver's hand and subscribe to their podcast <laughs> and give it back to him. Be like, oh, like you'd be like, oh, you have a podcast. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, give me your phone, give me your phone. This, Just do it right then and there. It's so funny because I, I I was hanging out with friends last night and one of my friends who listens to the podcast was talking about the podcast and 
say really nice things, but then also I got I got very like shy about it, and I was like, I don't want to talk about my podcast, right. <laughs> talk about how great it is, or like how much. <laughs> but I do really like it, and I I I love doing this podcast because it's yeah, it's just like a bit of it's something that I can look forward to every other week. I can sit down and just actually like do a deep dive into some like nerdy you know research stuff, which I love doing. Right. Um, you know, like just random facts that no one really needs to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and for me, it's like, I mean, as evidenced by my kitchen and uh, how difficult it is to find measuring cups, like yeah, I, I only has a half <laughs> measuring cup. Nah. So, uh, if anyone has any measuring recipes where there's only everything is in half measuring cups, please send it his way. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I am the intuitive baby. <laughs> I like, I mean, I like Colton. I was like, do you have like this pan or this or that? Uh, I didn't think to ask if you had measuring cups. I don't look, <laughs> I haven't spent the last six years learning how to judge cheese weights by sight <laughs> just so that I can make some dumb cup rule my life. Some dumb cup. Some dumb cup. <laughs> you think that those, you think, wait, what do you think is going to happen? You, that's, that's off by a third of a cup. I mean, a lot can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot. So, um, what do you say, like, I, because, okay, so what I was going to say is that, like, for me, researching the podcast is so much fun because I, like, I don't cook nearly, like, I have to, like, here, and I, and I meant to address this on several different episodes, like, um, like, this year in particular, I've been cooking less than than ever in my life, and, like, it's really just, like, not become part of my my routine, unfortunately. And, um, like, you know, some of it's burnout, some of it's just straight up, like, you know, depression. (laughs) Some of it's, um, some of it's just like prioritizing other things, you know, like I have other interests. I like in the, it's hard to balance, um, drawing and art with, um, with cooking, you know, like when, when you, when like your meals take up the portion of time at the end of your day. But like the, for me, the, the fascination and obsession with food and history and science, like that's where it all comes together for me. Um, and you know, like the geopolitics that go into this stuff. I mean, I love. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I know, like I, have, I actually haven't been cooking as much as I used to because, um, Grant's schedule changed. So he's not working nights. So I come home and then he basically goes to work and there's like not enough time to actually make food. Right. We've been using the Crock-Pot more, which I love Crock-Pot food, but, like, it all kind of starts to taste the same. <laughs> yeah. That goes with stew. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can get a lot of variety, but still it's, like, hot plate of And it's, it's stuff. All, like, the fact is, I like, meat is best. It's, it's like, it's, it's harder to do, like, vegetable or vegetarian in the Crock-Pot mm-hmm. successfully. And we've also been trying to eat a little bit more vegetarian. Um, I did make a really, really, really awesome mushroom and leek pie on election day because i was a little stressed out <laughs> <laughs> mushroom and leek pie, yeah uh election week sounds delicious i'm saying like i this i mean the whole process has been so long and drawn out but finding out about how the election results on saturday i was like ugh, felt like the most amazing foreplay <laughs> it's just like oh so God, <laughs> it was really fun having it happen on a Saturday morning too. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think that 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 just like b- being in Philadelphia 
at the epicenter of where the decision ended up being made. And then, like, getting that news, and I had a short day of work and just getting out of work, and it was a beautiful day. It was just, like, it was really fun. Philadelphia knows how to erupt onto the street. Mm. Like, if there's anything that we do well, it's um, have impromptu citywide um, celebrations. There's, and the city has been very tense lately. We've had, like, such, yeah. you know, good, the, the, you know, the world is waking up and, like, seeing all of these issues and they're being brought to light. But like at the same time, you know, it, it has been very tense. Uh, and it was, I think the first time in a really long time where I was like, Philly, you're, you're alive again. You're, you're you, like you're happy, you're smiling. Like it felt like, this is why I love this city. This is why I want to live here. Um, cause I've been, I've been, been feeling very trapped by the city lately. Yeah. 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 I mean, and not to say anything like, you know, this, ooh, we had our first high-profile, um, you know, police shooting uh, in this mm-hmm. in the city, like directly before the the election of Walter Wallace Jr. So, like, this city could not be more sort of like you know on edge. It's been it's been really on edge a lot. Like, I mean, compared to um, compared to some of the other cities um, yeah. in the country, much less so, um, I'd say. Um, I think that, you know, we had a lot less of the, the prolonged, the prolonged, um, like, um, sort of tensions between the police and, and, uh, protesters that some of the other cities had, but we still had our share of them, you know, the 676, um, protest that turned into, that turned into that, um, that gassing on the, on the hill. That was, Um, when that happened, I was watching the news live and like watched it and it was... Yeah. It was it looked terrible. Right. Yeah. No. I'm and I'm sure you knew people. We, yeah. Well, we, yeah, we both, like, I, because I, I know people who were there and I know that you know them too. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, city knows how to, how to, how to, how to come back. And I just love that too. It was like, I don't know. It was all love the other day. Has nothing to do with, you know, very much was not a, Biden celebration. It was like a turning of the page celebration, mm-hmm. you know, and that that was that was the that was the exciting part um, for me. It's just like the the hope. There's yeah. like finally like work, like okay, we can keep. keep there, there's still still work, still has to like move forward, and but there always is. Like that's the thing. Like always have to be moving forward, always growing, always progressing. So you got some horchata there. I got some horchata. I just got some rice. <laughs> just some, just so, so, some sogged rice. Just soaked. So this is basically the, the basmati rice that is soaked in water. Um, you do have to soak it. I, I don't know what would happen if you don't soak it. <laughs> it might explode. It won't explode. Do you have like a spoon, by chance? Like a big spoon? Yeah, I, I don't have know a if that's spoon. something that you would have in this kitchen. Is it like a? That's this, actually perfect. Yeah, I know. So we were going to make dosas, and um, the store that I was going to go to was closed on Monday, so we mixed it up. As a lot of them are. So, basically just dump the rice into the boiling water. 
Um, and we're going to let it sit, basically boil for four minutes, um, not anything longer. I'm going to set a timer right now. It happens, so Tadigue, and I'm not saying I'm an expert at it at all. I, I just went through a bit of an obsession with it. Um, it's a lot, it's, it's a, a lot of quick work and then just like waiting around. <laughs> I kind of like that. It's it's fun, but it's also it's stressful. Okay. Hmm. So, um, just full disclosure, we are getting ready to come into the holiday seasons, uh, Thanksgiving, and all that food for food workers, particularly food retail is really intense so we will be taking just a small break from the podcast yeah um because well connor will be working seven days a week and i'll be working six days a week i'm not bragging no i I know (laughs) i'm just just thinking about that it's um i don't yeah it gets people apparently like um fine foods during the holiday seasons yeah um and then when we come back we'll it'll be probably around February that you start to see episodes coming back out um, because we we like to basically build up some episodes. That way it gives us a little bit of a wiggle room if, like, let's say someone gets sick uh, or something happens. So, but we, in that break, we'll also be coming up with some really fun ideas. I know we want to do one on rice. We want to do one on the vanilla bean. Um, Just some really fun topics. I want to do one on custards. I love eating custard yes. so much. It's <laughs> actually why I have this here right now. I, I was. I, Are you making dulce de leche? No, I want to make flan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so good. I made yeah. flan right when the pandemic hit. I feel like, or like right before. Yeah, and good. it was. It's great. It's delicious. Yeah. Um, you remember when we walked? Remember when we walked like basically like up that mountain? When we took when we took uh, the subway in Mexico City, yeah, and then we had. First of all, can we talk about the subway in Mexico City real fast? So good. So Mexico City subway was designed for literate people. So every single stop has a picture, so you know what stop it is. Um, it's free for students, I believe. I know it's free to the elderly and the handicapped. Um, and it's also the first two cars are designated for women and children. That's unbelievable. Yeah, that's incredible. And it's ridiculously cheap to begin with. Um, yeah. It's also insane. It was just, I mean, it was also just like, it was pristine. Like it was gorgeous Mm -hmm. and fast and like, I don't know. I've, I, I don't think I've ever seen public transportation like that. Like New York is so proud of their public transportation system because I don't know if they're proud of it, but it's like, it's so extensive and everybody's very like, I don't know. Every every New Yorker is proud of everything about New York, mm-hmm. but like Mexico City, like that is some infrastructure that I've never seen in the states before. <laughs> DC has a nice has a nice train system too, and it's it's very beautiful. Philadelphia, in, we have the two lines. Philadelphia, we have <laughs> two directions that you can go in, but that's fair. I mean, you don't really need much more than that. <laughs> It'd be cool if we did. East, but. west, north, and south, you're good. You're good. Where you go? Like east? Yeah, yeah, okay. Old city, West Philly. And yet, and yet, I also find that Philadelphians really don't like walking places. So it's like, yeah, you, right? 
why do you live in the city then? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to walk. It is funny. West Philly is treated like it's like um like Ardmore or something. People are just like people will uh, move to the city or like if or or people who were born here Uh-oh. will call that like if you come from West Philly into the city like they'll call it yeah oh you're back in the city <laughs> like between like river to river is considered uh it's it's funny because I do that too sorry do you want me to here I can hold this ah. like, do one of these that's perfect so. Just straining the rice. It's really hot because it was boiling. Can you well, slow down with this with this food, food jargon here? <laughs> boiling. Yeah, you say okay. So that's what you call it's. Um, can you say it again? And bo- boiling. boiling. Am boiling. I saying that right? Reaching my boiling point. I'm <laughs> doing my NP- NPR like condescending over over. You're always condescending, so it's good. Connor, Connor sending. Connor sending. <laughs> all right. Okay, so I'm going to get out all of the rice, give this quick pot a rinse, and then we're going to heat up our olive oil um, and then butter. You could use ghee if you have it. Um, I didn't know we were making this, so I didn't make ghee because I don't normally buy it. Did Not you, bragging. You... That was um, that ghee that you made. So good. Yeah, right? It was like butterscotchy. It's... Like it was like you caramelized it. Like it, it was like almost brown. I, I cook it a little longer so it gets yeah. almost like that brown butter effect. Don't forget this, by the way. This is your hot sauce. Oh, sweet. I actually need that. Um, okay, so we're going to do um, olive oil, the butter, get that kind of going, and then we're also going to add the turmeric butter. I'm so glad that that olive oil is still good. It's only it's 2019, so that was last year. It's it's good, and it tastes really fresh. So I'm not using measuring cups right now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> For obvious reasons. I normally do actually measure this out a little bit more carefully. Uh, do you want to talk about the butter we're using right now? Uh, we are l- using uh, the best butter in the world. This is the Le Meunier. Um, cultured butter. Um, Rodolphe Le Meunier, he's a butter maker in France. And he makes this, uh, he's a babe. He's, he's a babe. He, what, what instrument does he play? Oboe? Piano. Piano? It's a piano. Okay. I, 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 I've I, seen him play it. <laughs> <laughs> he also like plays tennis too or something, right? Ugh. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a real sweetheart and he makes some pretty amazing cheeses. Um, well, he, he's an affineur, so he ages the cheeses, which is in Europe, um, kind of what makes it yours like uh, a lot of times um you know you're the last one with it you get to uh you slap your name on it you know unlike unlike here where we sort of um i don't know at least in the last few years we've um farmstead everything you know like we really like to be like we raise these cattle for the last hundred years on this property which is nothing against that but um there is something to be said about, like, you know, keeping the, the tradition, like, maintaining the tradition of your job is to just do this specific final work on these wheels of cheese. So, like, the, the young wheels of cheese come to you. It is your job to make sure that the temperature, humidity, and uh, time uh, all come together 
and make it make it perfectly yours. And and um, that'll result in like actually the same wheels of cheese having completely different profiles and being sold as different brands. Um, you know, sometimes people will ask for like a Beamster Gouda um, when we're trying to sell them Lemuse Gouda, which they do come from the same the same place, but just the way that you uh, the way that you work them creates a different product. I, I should be narrating what David is doing because it is gorgeous. So he just he added um, he added the butter and the oil and now ooh oh boy oh boy. So he's making what well, he's he's basically making a flan, but instead of the caramel, there's the olive oil and the butter on the bottom. Okay. So instead of the custard, it's rice. Dumped the the rice into the pot um, after you put the oil, the turmeric water, normally saffron water, and um, the butter. Uh, we're going to cook it a little bit at higher heat. And the trick that I've been told and I have seen is you lick your finger and then you touch the side of the pot. And if it goes and makes a little sound, it is ready for to be turned lower. When we're when we turn it to the turn it down, we're also going to open the lid real fast, add um, more butter, the rest of the turmeric water, or your saffron water, and then we're going to cook it for, I've discovered 35 minutes works for me. Normally, you see like 40 minutes, um, but every time I've done 40 minutes, it burned the shit out of it. <laughs> um, and there is like a, like a fine in-between. The other thing that you guys can't see, but we'll get a picture... The pot lid is wrapped in a towel, um, and essentially what that does is keeps what little moisture is in there in the tadig. So it's beautiful. It's really cool. I yeah, like that was really cool watching you do it. Um, yeah, and building up that that rice on like a perfect little it's sculpting. It's a really fun. Oh, I have some messed up too. Um, I need to put some holes in the tizzy, but I'm going to give it a moment. It's not ready. You have to poke holes in the rice? In the rice, the okay. yeah. Gotcha. Which I'll do as soon as um, when we lift up the lid. So, I had gotten... Can we talk more about this butter real quick? I just wanted yeah, to nail yeah, this down. the butter. So, this butter... So, I ended up talking about affinage. Um, but the thing that I love about this butter is that... Um, at room temperature, it really keeps... Like, I have had this in my backpack, kind of in like on like a warm day. <laughs> like, it will... I, I think at this point, most people know that you can leave butter out on the counter, and it's not going to go bad for the most part. But a lot of times, if you do that with, like, grocery store butter, it'll get nasty. Yeah. There's a lot of water in there. Um, but the fermented butter, um, you know, if it's cultured, um, that... It's, it's going to oh man this is really cool watching David do this um, it's going to uh, it's not going to spoil but it's also like it's got such a high fat content and milk solid content that it's not um, it's not really in danger of like splooshing everywhere inside of a bag splooshing splooshing yeah why is that, is that, a, is that a term I don't know about I can't say sploosh wait is that when you sit on cakes <laughs> Oh, it is. I, I think it is. My job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find it sexy at all. Me neither. I totally. don't like cake, and nope. the thought of having icing on yeah. my backside does not appeal to me. But the idea of 
getting paid to do that really appeals to me. Right. Yeah, it changes a lot of things. Because I'm just like, whatever, it's just just sitting on a cake. Like, I could let my grandma watch that. It's fine. (laughs) You're the one sexualizing it, not me. Right. There are things out there where you're like, this isn't sexual. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did hear that. That's cool. Did you burn yourself? No, it was the, the finger test. Yeah, but it, you, you, your finger's still good. Ooh, That's why you look at. Yum yum. Oh no, this is gonna be so good. Okay. Real low heat. Yeah. And I'm gonna set the timer for thirty-five minutes. Cool. Um, there's always this like stress with Teddy, <laughs> so. You finish your butter, and then we'll talk to Deeg. I did. I mean, that's you, good. Oh, I'm saying, you, you put this butter in your backpack, baby. You're good to go. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Okay, and then we talk about cakes. Okay, so I had watched um, Taste the Nation. Did you watch that at all? A little bit. So they talk about Tadig and Taste the Nation, and they um, interview um, the woman who wrote Bottom of the Pot, uh, which is the cookbook that we're using right now. Um and they just talk about Tadig, and I had listened to, and I want to say it was an NPR report where the author was interviewed, and she did write a little section from her book, because it's also like a, it was a a blog, and then she turned it into a cookbook, and her writing is beautiful, um, but she talks about Tadig and how it's this very traditional aspect, and how it's, it's not easy to do, and a lot of times you don't get a perfect technique. Like, it's going to mess up, and you just have to, like, give yourself that freedom. I really like that, but figuring out how to do it, like, I, there was several failed attempts, and the very first time I, like, did it, it was just, I was, like, freaking out. It was, <laughs> you would thought I won the lottery, because, like, you basically, right now, like, I can't check the rice, I can't check it to see how it is, and you're not going to know, because the technique is the bottom part, or the bottom of the pot, and you're not going to, you can't see it to see if it's burnt or not cooked enough until you take the whole thing and you flip it over onto a plate. Oh, which reminds me, we need to fill this up with water at some point. With my sink? Your sink. What's that going to, what are we doing with my sink? So, once, once the fatigue is ready, we'll, fill, we'll dip it, the whole pot, in like cold water. Oh, Cool. And that helps release the titty. All right, cool. So it doesn't have to be like completely sanitary or anything. No, it's no. just the outside of it. Um, and yeah, we'll go ahead and get started on those falafels. Um, and cook those those little bad boys. All right. Yeah. So I've actually never made falafel. Really? Yeah. I think I have. There was this... I have. I certainly have. Um, I think I cooked it at too low of a temperature. Okay. Is it, like, got real mushy? I had... This is, like... I wonder how this is going to sound with that water. The water. Um, It's probably going to sound really great. Uh, Years ago, we're talking when I was maybe 25, 27. Should we just... just, just, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could just hang out and then start it up. That's probably enough water. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, okay. So all you- right. So that was just. So there was a little. We took a little break there while the water was filling up. Um, hopefully, you enjoyed that segment that I put in there. It could have just been like this, like really great, like Zen, like the like the there's those calming apps, like White Noise. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's new true. idea for a podcast. Just white noise. White noise. I love it's it. It's a lot less research. <laughs> yeah. All right. So years ago, I was going. I was hanging out with this guy. We were making out. Um, I really, 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 really liked him, and it was right when my dad was in a coma. And my dad was in a coma for like a few months. Maybe it was a few weeks. It felt long. No, this is part of the story. I was like in this weird headspace and I was dating this, hanging out with this guy and we were going to make falafel and we like had it all prepped. We had like the, the beans were dried and they were soaked in the water and the dude just like stood me up and <laughs> it was pretty terrible. But I left my house really pissed off because I was like hungry and then like, you know, I was really, it was one of those, those like I really liked this guy and I was like... Fudge you, like. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I left the house and I walked up, walked up 10th Street here in Philadelphia, and there's this yeah, this little um, park over by the Italian market actually, um, yeah, like yeah, bunch of it, bunch of it, um, and there there was like the, um like a was it there's the, that not it's not like a jazz band but there was an old style of TV show where you'd have like all of these different like, like a panel panel and it's like it was like Walter what's the, there was like a famous guy who had like a show but and you you know you know what I'm thinking of it's like some some like the the Wal- squares? no well each each basically each panel had like a musical note and there was like a person with like a different, it was a band or an, an orchestra, but and then there's a singer. Oh, yeah, Lawrence Welk. Yes, there we go. Hell yeah, yeah. Lawrence Welk. I used to and, love Lawrence Welk. The bubbles flying everywhere. Yeah, it was literally like that style yeah. of band. My parents used was to make at fun the park because they were like, they're like, this was cringy when we were children. And Why like, are you watching this? Because it's bizarre. It was so, so strange. Cool. I mean, it's so. Look, I the thing is like that that whole day or that date that I was so excited about and I ended up like leaving my house walking up seeing this amazing band um I wouldn't have known about it had like he not you know bailed on me whatever yeah. stood me up I did send him like a, a, a strongly worded email and it was just like look you're like you know, stands off. That's fine. But I was like, you knew that my dad was in a coma. <laughs> like, I was a little bit upset. He's been in a coma for like a few weeks or months, and I'm really upset about. It. <laughs> like, like, I mean that that illness that he put him put him in the coma is what he eventually died from. Yeah. So I don't really even know what my dad died from. Yeah. I know it was related to that. It led to a divorce, though. It's why they got divorced. Yeah. Uh, I have some. I have private gossip to tell you later. Ooh, is it about divorce? Um, uh, I think I texted you, but don't say it on the podcast. I, <laughs> that's for your Patreon subscribers. <laughs> you get to hear the gossip happens off camera, off 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 uh, mic. Um, so this just needs to have cold water in it, yeah. and that gets done, right? Yeah. So we still have like, I think that's draining a little bit. So yeah, we'll it's fine. Refill it. 
It's fine. Do you want this to be, like, super hot? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, Connor is warming up the oil. Um, again, I didn't look at the recipe, really, or bring the recipe. <laughs> so, we're just going to wing it. Um. Yeah, there's, like, um, there's, like half an inch of oil in there. That should that's, be good. Should like be a good. Lot, like a yeah, that should be good. And we just have to brown them, brown them on each side. Okay. Um, this is going to be slightly submerged. Because they, they do need a little, like, deep fry action, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, the recipe said you could bake them as well. Um, do you... So, speaking of Patreon account, um, we have been talking about doing a Patreon account for a while. Uh, and it's something that we are yeah. going to be moving forward with. Um... And so this is basically, like, not the official, but the sort of unofficial, like, discussion of it. Um, we know that the first year we do it, we want 100% of the proceeds to go to a charity, which we will be transparent on which one it is. Uh, and then after that year, um, we'll still have a portion of that char- that that go to a different charity, or change- we'll pick a different charity every year. Um, I think right now we've been... Looking at a few different ones, but we're kind of, the last time we were talking, we were looking lean more towards like a woman's shelter or something like that. Yeah. And it's something, it's something that's always like food related. Um, you know, definitely people looking for resources, um, Mm -hmm. um, who are, you know, food insecure and housing insecure, you know, like houseless, houseless, um, families, um, and you know, something with personal experience associated with it. Yeah. So, but we'll, once that happens, we'll let you guys know, but that is something that we have been talking about and we just want to put it out there in the, the world that that is something that we want to do. And so look forward to that and hopefully we'll have more than 30 followers by then. Well, nothing like a, nothing like a four month break to, uh, to really ramp up your, uh, your, your, listener, your listenership. <laughs> so, um. So yeah, you're probably going to be hearing and at least seeing a lot of like you know social media content from us just annoying everyone. Yeah, that's that's really what's going to have to happen. I think because the last the last one that we did the migrant workers, which I'm really proud of that episode. I think it was really. I think we did a. I'm. I think we did did well. Um, it was just harder to you know post anything on social media because you know. I don't go to farms in the city. So, uh, I'm real quickly, just so everyone knows what I'm doing, I'm going to just move the Tadik pot. Something that I had read is if you just like periodically just rotate it, it kind of helps the caramelization of the rice become more smooth and even. David is now moving the pot, rotating it. And now he's finished rotating it. Um... I'm just in a really good mood these, today. This, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm in a real goofy mood. I wonder if this is even going to be listenable with the coming in and out, getting it'll, closer. It'll be fine. Away. It'll be fine. But um, I am in a good mood, too. I just feel, I'm just like, I'm in like a dumb, like I just, I just feel uh, depleted, but in kind of a good way, you know? Like I'm just, I'm exhausted, I'm silly, I'm punchy. Oh, um, I know what I was going to say. That was something that was is political, but whatever. Um, so I think we've been like, I, I've tried to be like 
not political on the podcast at all. And Connor's, you know, we, we did do the migrant worker. And I think that people, if you follow me, my actual social media, you know that like I am political and very, very political. But I was talking to some friends yesterday and we were talking about the election and everything that happened. And I, and I, always try to look at the bright side of everything. Um, and I don't think there was a lot of bright sides in Trump's administration, just to be clear. Um, I will think the one thing I did say though, is like, I think it, for me personally, like I, I learned a lot about politics these past four years. Um, like I still want to learn more. Like I, I, I honestly just, I didn't pay attention. Um, and you know, I, I still, I, there's, I want to learn more. I think I know more than Trump does about how it works. Um, but it's, it, I will say that's the one thing, like, like the one, the one good thing I can say about how terrible his administration was, is I think a lot of people started paying attention and woke up and were like, all right, let's, let's see how this works. Let's actually get involved. Um, myself included. Like I, like I'm not really, was never, I would always vote, but I also grew up not like my, um, my mom's family doesn't do politics at all. Like my mom's family, they, they actually don't vote. They, they stay out of it. It's part of their religion. Uh, my dad's family was very conservative. So I was, like, it was interesting cause like I grew up with my dad, like lecturing me about how terrible all Democrats and liberals are. And then I grew up and I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> did you go through that weird period where you, like, I mean, did you, did you was buy I, into that? Was I registered Republican? Yes. At one point I was. I, I'm really curious, like, what that transition feeling felt like or, like, what you, um, like, did you, did you ever feel feelings, like, against, like, left wing or, like, you know, at least just, like, establishment no. Democrats? No. I, like, like so, look. I just remember, like, the whole entire, like, the Clinton scandal, um, and, like, my dad just being, like, oh, I gotta tell my son what a BJ is, and now I'm thinking, like, well, I would learn on my own quite well, um, but, like, like, with Trump, like, then, like, whole entire, like, golden showers and, like, all these other things have never been discussed, I'm like, ah, Right. <laughs> like the hypocrisy of it. That's the part I, I just really didn't like. But um, for me, when I decided to change parties, it was honestly just, I went to college and I had a lot of friends and we, you know, we had, it never really had come up in conversation, but I started like actually looking at the policies and what this, like what was being discussed. And I was like, oh no, that's what I agree with. Like I just hadn't ever really looked at it. Um. And I hadn't, like, you know, growing up, like, my mom never talked politics. My dad just would lecture about politics. So I only knew the one side. Um, and a lot of my friends were very, like, I went to a very Mormon school. And so, and a lot of my friends were Mormon and still are, but they tend to be more conservative on that <laughs> voting. <laughs> and so, like, it was just, yeah. Right. Yeah. I actually, in high school, went and saw... Um, George Bush speak. Like willing, like willingly, like willingly getting went. excited about it. I mean, look, I will say this. Look, I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm like no. just legitimately. Have you curious. gone back since Trump's been in office and listened to a, a George Bush speech? 
Why? Is it, like, super eloquent? Yeah. Oh, it, it's amazing. It's so amazing because, like, during his whole entire administration, like, I remember he would just make up words and it was, like, so ridiculous. But, like, it was no confetti. Yeah, no. He was Well, he was, like, he would try. Like, that was the thing is that he... He was also, like... I don't know. I don't want to just... I have a tendency just to speak really broadly and, like, make up origin stories. But I guess I'm trying to, like, think about the difference between... Um, there's, like, a real estate developer, um, you know, probably abusive father, raising his kid to be good at business, versus, like, a father who's, like, really well-connected in politics. Like, he, were, like, the Bushes were, like, you know, a powerful family, and um, George H.W. Bush, like, I don't know what his role was when George W. Bush was born, but, like... He was probably groomed. Like, they were groomed to a level. Like, they're a level of, like, society that the Trumps can't even really touch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a level of, like, weird American dynasty royalty yeah. of, like, um, Trump in a weird way. Like, there's money, but it's still, like, a lower class yeah. of, like... You don't you like you know George George W. Bush probably was like strong armed into like learning how to how to like deal with people and he, he kind of saw that too like I mean people did say he was very charismatic and like you know he had nicknames for everybody like that was the thing about him you know still a war criminal still a piece of shit yeah no yeah, yeah. it's he's just like less of a piece of shit oh totally yeah and like that's that's what's that's what's wild and like if you have the Bush Sr., whatever, um, I listened to his concession speech the other day, and it was like, oh, so nice and gracious and just like something we're not going to get with this current administration. Yeah. But Connor is flipping the falafels right now. This batch is a little toasty. little toasty. Hopefully that's not what our Tadig looks like. (laughs) They're not burned. They're all right. Um, I'm really excited to... You mad? To, I'm, I'm a, what? You, you mad? mad? <laughs> you mad those? No, they look great. They look really great. I love falafel. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, I got, like... I don't even know what this kind of bread is for, for us to snack on it with. Um, I did snack on some because I was waiting for Connor to call me. And it kind of tastes like breadstick bread. <laughs> it's kind of great. <laughs> like, like, um, like Olive Garden style? Yes! Yes. Um, and I got, like, some roasted pepper spread. And do you still have the cilantro chutney? No. Did you... Was it amazing? It was great. No, it was the mint chutney you gave me. Was it... Oh, oh that's right. One. Which one did you think you gave me? I wanted to give you the cilantro right, one. Right, you gave me mint. It was great. It was very salty, but it was delicious. Mm-hmm. The, the cilantro one's so much better. Um, if you are able to go to West Philly, there's... Um, I forget what it's called here. Yeah. I'll tell you the name right actually in a second. Um, it's a little grocery store at, I want to say, 44th and Walnut, but I'll tell you right now. It is International Foods and Spices at 42nd and Walnut Street. Um, it's awesome. And apparently, they just open later on Monday. So I wasn't, th- they're open <laughs> now. So I was there really early. Um, uh, you're just. 
you're, that happens you're to me too, a lot. It happens to me all the time. You know, like I'm up and I'm doing my thing and running my errands, and like the stores aren't even open yet. Like sometimes I have most of my errands done by like 5 a.m. and like I'm like, come on, how like what, what's the holdup, everyone? It really it is something that happens to be in my life because I don't sleep very well, um, especially if I've had anything to drink, um, and. I had some day drinks yesterday, uh, and so I woke up really early, and I was ready to do my errands. So is that why I'm so lazy? Is because I'm a sober person? I'm just I mean, like, I wish, I'm like, right now, I wish I was, because I'm not feeling great. <laughs> but it was really fun. We, I had drank some orange wine because of Trump, and <laughs> had this, like, really weird orange slushy because of Trump. Um it just, yeah, it was just a Philly, I mean, Philly had this, like, vibe yesterday and the day before that just was, like, so happy. Yeah. Um, try to think what else we can, like, talk about. Um, what, um, you was, what, you watching good television shows lately? I haven't actually. That's the like I'm excited to start watching TV. Uh, this past week, I literally was watching the news 24 seven. It. I feel like I was in an abusive relationship this past week because I was like, there's been times where I'm like literally can't sleep because I'm so angry at like the person I'm seeing or whatnot that I'll like wake up in the middle of the night and be like fuck you. And I was literally like waking up in the middle of the night, and be like checking the refresh on my. My browser, like, what, like, what's what's new? And, like, you know, just checking out things. It's like, the whole entire was happening in Arizona. That I've, I've been very, very much paying attention to what's happening with their election. The full entire fact that, like, marijuana, recreational. Um, I don't partake in marijuana. Um, but I really don't. I don't, I, I don't not. But, like, I don't, I very rarely partake. I'm not... Like I'm high now, but <laughs> like no, I don't. I don't think I've smoked weed in maybe maybe I'm, I I don't remember when the last time was. You don't got to answer to me. It's very rare. Um, good. Yeah. I get, I get really paranoid, but with that said, I I support it. I think it's one of the ones where I'm like, let's do it. Like I don't like. Yeah, same here. Like it's. I would just rather, like, typically I'd rather be, like, in a society where people tend to be um, habitually um, smoking marijuana than, or just, like, partaking in marijuana than, like, than drunk all the time. You know? Like, we've tried this for a while. <laughs> we've tried it, like, a drunk society. Yeah. Which is, like, there's so much alcohol abuse in our country. It's, it's really bad. Like, it's the only, it's the only real like rite of passage that we have as American youth, and it takes up like for some of us like a decade. Better porn stores. Porn stores, yes, but like porn, like you don't, your family doesn't celebrate your um, entrance into the, like. Oh, our families are different. Right. So your Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> Um, you just... You... No, wait. Have I ever told you about when my friend Kyle turned, um, eight, 
18 in college. And his parents, like, organized a porn shoot for him to star in? Her, her parents. So, like, we, there was, it's not there anymore, because whatever, like, stuff sucks. But there was a little porn store on the main strip, Route 66, and, like, I'd been to it, sure, but (laughs) Kyle was 18, and so we're like, well, what can she do now that she couldn't do before? And we're like, well, let's go buy some porn. Uh, and we walk into, we like, all a bunch of us, like, walk into this porn store, you know, and then I hear someone behind the counter go, hello, David. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was, just happened to be this guy that I had, like, met once who, like, when there was um, the gay group at, at um, Northern Arizona University that I, I would go to on Wednesdays, um, he, he, it was, like, open to the public, um, and he was one of the people once that was in, so I met him there, but I, I didn't, I wasn't like a regular at the porn store. It just seemed like I was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. there might be some here that they might know my name, but. The one on Juniper? I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I saw a friend at. Uh, it closed and it reopened and it's not, not as good. Oh, really? Yeah. It's do they more... like, do they vacuum? <laughs> Well, now it's just it's just like a photo booth. A photo booth. It's it's right. it's a theater the, now. A booth. It's no longer a porn store. It's more just like a right. I yeah. That was the dustiest, like grind, like most sun damaged place. Look, I don't know how how does a place with no windows have sun damage on all of their products from nineteen ninety two? Like it just well, looks like they were the window display. Well, I think like a lot of like the in print magazines aren't even the thing anymore. Those are like collectors items. It's just weird that they have them there to sell. It's so like there's like there's there's in print magazines there from like nineteen ninety two. These are like these are. I want to know what like the ads are. I want to know they're what the so cool. I want to know what the cultural references that they're making, like you know, because they're probably like there's always like references to like movies or yeah. like pop culture things that are going on or like just slang terms that you don't necessarily use anymore. And like and also like that porny language is always <laughs> hyped up and like plastic, you know. When I was in high school, I went to go visit my uncle David and his partner Danny in Monterey, California, and. I had looked under the guest bed, and it was literally just, like, stacks and stacks oh, and wow. stacks of porn bags. Yeah. And, I mean, they're both dead now. And, like, the, my first thought was, and there was so much porn hitting in the house. <laughs> yeah, I, I see where this is going. You, like, you were like, am I going to get these when they no, die? No, no, I mean, that, I just, like, someone had to clean that house. Right, Because yeah. I found out, so I found out that Danny had died right when the pandemic hit. And apparently he had died, um, right. like, a few months before, and no one had told us. So, hmm. because we weren't related, and, like, David and Danny weren't married, um, even though they were together for so long. But I, someone cleaned, and, because I, you know, as a kid, I was a little, no, like, a little nosy. That was also 25 years ago. They could have cleaned that out since. I know for a fact they did it. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, I think they just shifted some things. Like... That might, I mean, first of all, like, I have to say, like, my uncles were very wealthy and they were very classy. And so just having, like, the fact that, like, underneath their guest bed was just, like, a beautifully decorated guest bedroom. <laughs> I guess like, the guest bedroom, too. So it was, like, where it was easily findable by anybody who... Yeah, who, like, anyone. Right. Because you know if, like, you have a guest bedroom, people are going to open up drawers. That's the joy of it. Maybe they... 
digitally scanned them all into a thumb drive. And that was just sitting there alone underneath the bed. This is like well before thumb drives. This is 2003. No, no, no. But yeah, obviously. And then I'm saying like that's, and then they replaced it from between 2003 to now. So much porn. All right. The tatigue is almost ready. I'm going to fill the seek up with water. Have you watched any Great British Bake Off this season? No. I have not. Do you like that show at all? I do. With the water running. <laughs> I know. I love that show. I love that the show is basically like, um, hey, don't, like, just just do good. You'll, uh, there's no surprise. <laughs> right. I, did you watch any of SNL? No, I never really watched SNL. There was a really great sketch that was this guy being like, take me back. And basically is saying like all the things he's like i quit drinking she's like oh that's great it's like i quit drinking cocaine it's like wait what and like it just kept going and building and building he's like talking about how it was like maybe there was like the porn was an issue and she's like oh well, that makes sense he's just like yeah once you you know filming four or five scenes a day like you're just set. She's like wait what <laughs> you're having sex with women like the other woman's like no 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 never never women <laughs> like it just kept going and it was, it was actually really good there was a um, there's a guy from Cornwall on this season, and he used Cornish kern ah. in one of his in one of his recipes. And I was so excited because I saw the piece of cheese he was using, and I'm like, "That's Cornish kern." And he's like, "I'm from Cornwall, and this is going to be a representation of of uh, Cornish cuisine. This is Cornish kern." Did you describe it well? I I have to go back and watch because Hillary. My friend Hillary said that he called it a sheep's milk cheese, and I'm not sure if he did or not. I didn't catch that because I was so excited. Yeah. Like, I was just like, ah, Cornish Kern. I ordered a wheel of Cornish Kern, just one, because I have such a bad taste in my mouth about Cornish Kern because we were logged with it one year yeah. because it was, like, the most popular. It was rated the best cheese in the world. So it kind of dried out and got old, and, like, I don't have fond memories of no. it. But I was like, we should get it for just diversity in the cheese case. It's really good. If this is the best wheel of it I've ever tasted, I actually bought some. And if you want to, I mean, it doesn't really go with what we're eating. But if you yeah. want to have a little bite of it, I'll have some cheese. It's I, been a while. I don't, I don't actually eat cheese as much as I. Me used neither. To. Yeah, that's. I, I mean, that should tell I, you though. I, I bought, you. I bought cheese to take home. I, like, I, you saw, I, you, you were there when I bought it. I bought cheese yesterday, and I like gave one to my friend. But then I like was hanging out with some other friends and. I was like, yeah, guys, eat the cheese. And they kept, like, they're like, well, do you want to eat it too? And I was like, no. Nah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. it right. And it was, it was a great cheese. Um, I always think it's really funny when you're watching anything with TV related and they're like, there's a cheese and they like describe it. Particularly like on Top Chef. There was oh, one, boy. one Top, year. Top Chef is the worst of it. <laughs> like, the, some of the terrible cheeses that they put on that show, well, they put like har- acting like that. They yeah. put Harbison, which is a great cheese. Oh, I missed yeah. that. It was like, they were like, oh, yeah, we have this Harbison, and like they were describing it as a triple creme. Oh, no. And I was like, uh, um, no, that's that's wrong. Like, right. Well, the, the thing is, is that people, chefs in particular, they know that no one knows about cheese, and they know that, well, they know that a lot of people don't, and I, like, I don't know if they intentionally BS it. I think that they just don't, I don't think they respect it the same way that they respect their own cooking. Yeah. I, don't, I also think that they don't, I think the chefs can get cocky, and I think they know, think they, True. I think they think they know more than they do. People who are really into food in general are just the worst people. 
Like, if, if you know anyone that has, maybe has a food-based podcast, Jesus, like, maybe doesn't even talk about Get out of here. Just, like, stop um, talking about it. Just follow eat. them. Yeah. Block them. They're probably gross. <laughs> like, it's clearly indicative of a bigger problem. Ah. <laughs> uh, I really do love cooking. So, um, I don't know. I guess, you know, we. I, I kind of want to talk about the holidays a little bit. Like, the holidays are coming up. And how much time do we have before the sneak goes we in the water? We have, like, five minutes. Three Wonderful. minutes. Four minutes. This is good, because we're not going to see each other for a while. Um, I'm talking to the audience, not you. Well, it, and I probably won't see you yeah, for a little while like either. My, I don't really have as many friends in the city as I used to, but my good, my good, good friend, Sam, whom you know, um, she knew that like November, December, I just didn't exist. Right. But Thanksgiving day, I was around and Christmas day, I was around. I was drunk, but I was around. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my sister is coming back from Israel, which is really nice. And, um, she's renting a house in my family is all going to go meet her. I'm not sure if I can make it, but I'm, I'm really hoping I can because that's, that'd be really nice. The thing is, is just, I've just noticed with the amount of work, my relationship to the holidays has changed so much, um, that I usually like when I have that day off, I spend it like, um, nest, like nesting, you know, mm-hmm. usually cooking something pretty simple for myself, you know, just self care, you know? That sort of that sort of thing is usually how I end up focusing on that day, and yeah. it's not like it's not a really like a lot of the traditions have gone out. It's going to be an interesting one this year because, like for for us, like um, you know, growing up, we didn't celebrate Chris- Christmas really, and Grant's family also doesn't do. What the oh yeah, this is a terrible topic for me to bring up for you. It's. Not? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm, I just mean it's like, I'm like, so do you have any fun holiday no, memories but, as a kid? So, okay, yes. Okay. I actually do. First of all, I love the holidays because we don't do them. Like, we go to Chinatown, and it's like, like our, it's our tradition, and it's, oh, yeah, I we should, love it. We should mention that, is that David and I have a tradition. Uh, we didn't do it this Easter. Because of the pandemic. But David and I created a, we have taco, you know, Easter tacos. Yeah. Well, for the record, we only had the Easter tacos once. Well, we had taco. The, we went for Peking duck. duck. That Peking duck is. It was taco like. It's taco. Um, the flour tortilla and. Yeah, we a like bird. had because my apartment's so small that the the Easter before like I made homemade tortillas and we like I think there was like chicken and like cactus and we had that was really elaborate. Was really I, you, I mean, you're 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 making it seem like there were three or four things. Like there was. <laughs> There was so much food, David. And we took it to the park, and we had, like, a little picnic, and it was awesome. Oh, man. That was really nice. I it was, like, a beautiful, beautiful day, too. It was it was warm. I was love, sunny. like, Spanish music as well, so I think we put on, like, some traditional Spanish music, and... Yeah, the park was filled with people, too. Yeah. There was, like, there was, like, a, like a, like a Hasidic Jewish community, like, next to us, too, which is, like... There was, there was, it was the most like, like, it was d- d- like diverse, like, yeah, it diverse, was really cool. like, like park setting. I think I've ever seen in Philadelphia. Like it was like every, everybody was represented all having this huge party together. It was really funny. It was a cool day. Like, but yeah, it's been, it's, I don't know. And then we got ice cream because that's also part of the tradition is we then go get ice cream. 
Where did we get ice cream? We went, we got the rolled, I think we like, Oh, we did. We'll get rolled ice cream the first time, but then we went to, I don't think it's around anymore, but I got like a, a black ice cream. It was like a black ice cream cone. Okay. Um, that did some weird stuff for my poops. <laughs> uh, it was okay. But yeah, we just got ice cream and like walked and talked and it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, by not doing holidays, I've, I have very, these very distinct traditions now. They all center around not doing them. Yeah, it's fun. Except for my birthday. I do, like, crazy things for my birthday. Yeah, you do. All right. So, we're going to do this Tadig. Ooh, I can hear sizzling. Ooh, wait. Where are we going to put it? I've got this plate here. This is so cool. Do you want it here? Um, is this actually good or is it better over there? Okay, so we're turning this out onto this plate. Okay. This is the part that like, always is so stressful. Oh god, that tastes great. That crunch. Let's get a little assortment going, and we can take a nice photo. <laughs> All right, so we completely forgot that we were recording for a little bit. Got really excited. Got really excited. I was taking a little video. Um, so, as David is. Um, preparing all of this for us to enjoy our lunch. I just want to say thank you to all of you who have been listening and supportive 
and uh, tolerating um, <laughs> our like complete lack of <laughs> adequate friendship as we decide that we're, um, you know, David and I are hanging out with each other instead of you, or editing, or researching. Um, I know that you're all clamoring for us all the time, and, and just thank you for understanding that we can't be around you all the time. Um, and uh, thanks for listening, and thanks for your positive feedback, and thank you for our negative feedback, and thank you for... <laughs> it's been a really cool process to do this. Um, doing a podcast is something that, it, first of all, everyone in the world is doing one right now. Um, so the fact that you're the 30 of you that do follow, like, do listen to us, like, that means a, that's huge. Um and it's just really cool. It's really cool that, first of all, you're giving me this time to spend with my friend, whom I really like, and I, I care about, and I love. Um, and it gives us an excuse to to spend time to with each other, and it forces us to spend time with each other, um, which is good. It's great. So, at this point, you know, I just I just want to say you can find us at selfcheckoutpodcast.com. You can find us at uh, the Self Checkout Podcast on Instagram. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Yeah. But you but you won't find anything you there. You won't find I, I Twitter. I think cuz I I I'm not a tweeter. I, I really <laughs> am not. Like I I have like a personal Twitter which I mostly use to look at dirty pictures. Um but, guys, also, you know, feel free to reach out to us via email. Um, if yeah. you, if you know, tag us on anything on Instagram. If you're, you know, watching anything or, or, or there's a cookbook or a recipe or topic that you want us to do, please feel free to reach out to us, you know, within reason if it's, you can't do everything. <laughs> um, but thank you, guys. And I think we're going to go ahead and just... Eat some lunch. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and I can't, I don't talk about mouthful. 2020, baby. Thanks for uh, being with us. So happy it's almost over. <laughs> All right. Next year is going to be worse. Love you, David. Love you, Connor. <laughs>